Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more? With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back stay on your a-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the volume Snaps is presented by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Remember, football season is coming. There's no better place to start making every moment more than with FanDuel. Look, man, I love college football. Okay, I love the NFL. I like college football futures, win totals, Heisman bets, all of that. And it's all there for me on FanDuel. It's all kind of great promos going on all the time as well. If you want to take advantage of some great deals, get a little bang for your buck. Look, there's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. It's because it's easy to use, it's safe and secure, you get your winnings fast, and uh, if you're into parlays, like I know many of us are, right? Wait, who doesn't want to turn five bucks into a couple of thousand, right? Well, guess what? You can do same game parlays, you can uh, do do you know multiple team parlays, whatever you want. They even have the most popular same game parlays for you each day right when you log in. So, act now. And use the promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Again, that's SNAPS, S-N-A-P-S. Must be 21 and present in select states only. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342. Arizona, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minneapolis, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Indiana, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. To a brand new edition of Snaps. I hope you're having a wonderful Labor Day. I know I am. I'm not at all still amazed or heartbroken or angry 
about what went down in the Superdome last night. No, I don't give a damn. I'm so happy right now to be here talking college football with Aaron Murray. I'm ecstatic. Aaron, how are you feeling? What's up, man? <laughs> hey, I'm just happy you showed up today, T-Bob. I was worried. I was praying for you last night. You and our boy Hester. Uh yeah, you're a pros pro. I'll give you that, T-Bob. You are a pros pro. You took it on the chin week one. You got up off the ground. You showed up to work. You're ready to make some magic happen. And I'm going to give you the floor. I'm just going to let you get these demons off Bro, your chest. I'm going to sit I, back I and then I'll kind of react. I, mean, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know what I witnessed last night. I mean, it, 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 it was truly mind-blowing and it's funny because at the end of the game when LSU was trying to mount that last drive right before they fumbled that snap I literally tweeted to the football gods and said football gods I have been a loyal and true servant for years I need some shenanigans and well like the old saying goes right be careful what you ask for because I was granted said shenanigans, and it came in the most absurd of ways. First, you muff the punt, and it's like, that's not what I was talking about. Then they somehow fumble running a power toss on third and one from the one-yard line. You get the ball back. Those are the shenanigans I'm talking about. You get so lucky with the Mason Taylor big play there at the end where his knee comes down inbounds, but the ref call him out of bounds, so the clock doesn't run. They have to review it. You get a free play. You end up scoring a touchdown. Oh, my God. And then the football gods had one cruel, ironic twist waiting on me. As for the second time in the game, you get a kicked block in the exact same way. And um, it's unbelievable, man. So it's a bit, I do have a bit of the, uh, what, what's, the what's the old Pacino gambling movie? Maybe it's like two for the money or something with McConaughey. He's like, it's the loser. And the loser reminds you that you're alive, right? I have like a little bit of that going on today. Like the emotion that I felt last night is it, it, it it's unreal. I, I don't know what else elicits that kind of emotion in me nowadays in terms of the swings going from being on cloud nine elated with Dre Jenkins catches that touchdown to then literally mm -hmm. head in hands face down on the ground about 30 seconds later. It was, um, I mean, it was to go ahead and use my, uh, it was, it, it was truly a WTF moment. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it, it was one of the wildest ends that I've ever seen in my entire life. And, and, and when we get into the game here, which we're about to do right now, I do want to preface this conversation with this, is that right now, my take on Brian Kelly exists in two different states. Okay, I'm a member of the cult of Kelly. Uh, even when we, we all know this through like Netflix documentaries, even when presented with direct evidence, it's impossible to make a cultist think that they are wrong. Okay. I am still long-term a believer in Brian Kelly, like for years even, but even like this season, this team will get markedly better. I am still a believer, but I will objectively judge what you witnessed yesterday. And it was objectively a shit show. It was awful. It was an objectively awful performance. And I, hand up, I am awful man clown number one. I'm a clown. Honk my nose. Call me bozo. 
Uh, let me let me go freak out some kids at a birthday party because I have never been more wrong about a game than I was about this one. And on every front, right? I thought LSU's D-line would be better than Florida State's offensive line by a bigger gap than the opposite would be true. Wrong. Florida State has four sacks. LSU has two. Jane Daniels on the run all night long. I mean, we're talking about sacks with three-man uh, rushes uh, in big moments. Um, I thought if you forced the game on Jordan Travis, you would auto-win. Well, you did that. You held the backs just 3.4 yards per carry, 38 carries, 132 yards. No back broke 50 yards. And yet, what did Travis do? He beat your ass 20 to 32, 260 yards there, two touchdowns, another eight carries for 31 on the ground. Huge third down conversions consistently. Mm-hmm. And then, more than anything, I thought this Brian Kelly staff represented a huge advantage over Mike Norvell and his staff. And again, wrong. Alex Atkins. Ran circles around, and again, might be. I think it might have been Norvell play calling whoever was calling the plays for Florida State. But Alex, I can still design the offense. Right? They ran circles around Matt House for the majority of that game. Um, LSU looked sloppy and undisciplined in every single phase of the game, which is the one thing you did not expect from a Kelly team. I mean, the one coach that followed him from Notre Dame was Brian Polian, and the special teams were a disaster. Two muffed punts, two blocked kicks, unsportsmanlike conduct on tempo or on kickoff. The offense took way too long to get into tempo. Ali Gay gets ejected for a one of just an awful, awful targeted cheap shot. And then Aaron, because I wasn't yet pleased. I wasn't enough of a clown yet. I wasn't wrong enough yet telling everybody on the radio and this show all last week that I placed the biggest bet of my life on LSU to cover. On Sunday, I handed out. The literal worst same game parlay possible. Shout out FanDuel. And for every, I hope nobody took it. I said, take the LSU money line, the over, and a K-Shot booty touchdown. Three things that just, I mean, not, not just three things that didn't happen, but three things that aggressively did not happen. Like the like K-Shot booty's lack of production was a literal, one of the main uh, talking points of the game. It was awful. I am Brian oh. Kelly in this game. I am awful. And despite <laughs> all of it, despite all of it, you still had a chance to win the game and you pissed down your leg. Yep. And the worst part is you got a freshman kicker. You got a new snapper. You got a new holder. That's where the problems should have come in. I thought the problems would be in the operation and it was mm-hmm. in the protection. The easiest of football plays just step down. And get in the way. I mean, bro, I put some uh, pictures in my snap side piece uh, when I get Bra- uh, Aaron's taking it that you can maybe put up there from uh, Seth Galina's Twitter from Pro Football Focus. But every single kick, it wasn't just on the two that got blocked. Every single kick, the left side let an inside rusher go. It's it's unbelievable. So, yes, Aaron, I am a clown. I am a clown honk honk. Watch me dance and be sad and make balloon animals. Um, I do want to ask you this though, I, and I'll get your take on the overall game. But what was your evaluation of Jaden Daniels? Because at first, people are very much, oh, he was just one tuck and read, but he was under a lot of pressure. But if that's yep. already what you're into, and you're under pressure, it makes that worse. But then he finished very strong. What did you think about Jaden Daniels' performance? Uh, I, you know, where I'm at in the whole quarterback situation, I think right now it's it, it's it's it should be Garrett's opportunity to go out there and see what he can do. You know, your your best players, and they hit it a bajillion times on the broadcast last night. And I'm kind of the same way. Like you look at the strength of your offense, 
And it, it sucks because the weakness of your offense is the offensive line. So you kind of need a guy that's a little bit more mobile. But it's not like Garrett Nussmeyer is a statue. It's not like he's yeah, – that's why Miles Brennan was essentially the third quarterback on that roster because he was. Miles was a guy that sat in the pocket. He wasn't going to run and, and, and might have had the best arm and, and most accurate. But if he can't get out of there and the offensive line can't protect, he's going to be in trouble. Garrett was kind of the guy that's in between. Has the better arm than Jaden, not as fast as him but is able to get the ball to your receivers more consistently. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be a statue. Mm-hmm. He can ev- evade the rush, and he can throw the ball better, and then that goes to your strength of your offense. What is your strength? It is your receivers. It is Kayshawn yeah. and Malik and, and, and Jure and you know Jack Bash and, and those guys. Can you find a quarterback just to get the ball in their hands consistently and, and someone who's athletic enough to, to – compensate the the lack of protection from the offensive line. I thought Garrett was that happy medium. Like I said, he could do both. Uh, Jaden is really the, the the he is. He's more of a one read. Let me get out of there. I know it looked good. I know it saved him at times yesterday, but I think going forward as an offense, if you're going to want to grow, you're going to have to trust the offense line a little bit, or you're just going to have to have more protection. You're going to have to keep a tight end in. Yeah. You're going to have to have a back chip out in route because – if you have those three receivers, I take them in those matchups more often than not. You just need a quarterback that can get them the ball. So, you know, I applaud Jaden. I thought he got better throughout the game. Obviously, he played extremely well there in the fourth quarter. But going forward for Brian Kelly, I think he needs to reevaluate what this offense is going to look like. And in, in, in more crazy news, too, you know, every, a lot of people are talking about this whole Kayshawn thing. You know, Kayshawn was not interested at all last night, you know, from, from – yeah. Early on the game to when he had the, the the skinny post that went right off his chest that he was more looking at the safety and afraid to get hit. Uh, you know, one, he had a short cross. And yes, Jaden was late to hit him. Probably should have hit him earlier. Would have had an opportunity to get some yak and who knows what have happened. But he still should have caught that ball. It just, yeah. he had an off yeah. night. He did not look like he wanted to be there. So, you know, he took down all of his pictures, I believe, on Instagram that had anything to do with LSU. Yeah. People are worried. I think he just deleted all of them. He deleted all just all of his all of his posts on Instagram. Him and um, uh, Malik Neighbors did as well. They both did. I don't know if it's like to try to kind of come together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 to me, I mean, you know, nothing more fun in 2022 than um, reading through cryptic social media actions. I imagine that those kids are catching hell right now on those sites right and so it might be a way of calming down their notifications or kind of getting the you know just maybe um just kind of quieting the noise maybe a little bit uh pinkies in the chat says Kayshawn looked so checked out mentally yeah man that's like uh to play body language detective yeah man it was Mm. bbl It, it was it was bad body language from him um as not you know it, it started out fine he almost caught the touchdown on the opening drive barely got broken up at the end but when you were like two quarters in and i think the receivers had one catch uh you could well, see Keisha, the frustration in the fourth quarter yeah yeah and yeah. I, I, I do and, feel bad for malik too because i mean malik has been everything that you're reading has been having such a great camp had a great spring yeah. summer fall camp has been like everyone's excited to see what he can do and then he muffs those two punts and you know, it was good to see him make a couple of catches there on that last drive to get him to to that one score game or one point game before the, the block field goal. But I and I want to go back to your your cultist mentality around Brian Kelly. I'm with you. I, I think, and I've said it for a long time. I think Brian Kelly is one of the best coaches and one of the premier coaches in college football. 
it's week one. And I know we love to overreact. Yeah. I know the media loves to overreact. I know it was sloppy, but it was week one with a lot of new faces, a lot of new schemes going against maybe perhaps a better FSU team than we thought. I think let, let's 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 once again let's give FSU. The line looked like, pretty strong, dude. Yeah, they, they looked they looked pretty good. So you know, I, I'm going to yeah. give them some credit. I'm going to give Jordan Travis. I'm going to give him some 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 more lit love later in the show, but. I didn't. I'm with you. I thought he was trash. I was like, man, this quarterback's not good. How is this guy starting no. at a at a at a D1 school like FSU that has such a you know, rich tradition that has had you know first round draft pick quarterbacks, by far the best I've ever seen him play. And if he plays like that in the ACC and Florida State uses this game to catapult itself into the rest of the year, Florida State's all of a sudden looking to make a giant leap this year. So let's let's. Let's give them some props before we just start saying F or uh, excuse me, LSU is trash. LSU is the worst team in the West. LSU is this. LSU is that. Yes, there are things to work on, but when you look at the talent on that team, when you look at the playmakers they have, when you look at the fact that John Emery should and will be coming back in about two weeks after his suspension, when you look at there's still some question marks at the quarterback spot, but you know if it is Jaden, he got better throughout the game. He led a 99 yard touchdown drive to give your team an opportunity to go into the, yeah, to, to, to awesome. the overtime. Like there's a lot of positives I take away from that game too for LSU. Um, so I think they'll be fine. You know, the one thing that, 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 that kept showing up too, along with the, the lack of getting the receivers involved was the third down. You know, you think LSU, I think DBU, I think man-to-man -man coverage, I think blanketing receivers and contested balls. How many times did we see third and four to 10 and receivers are wide open? Where they Wide were able open. to catch it, essentially be a five-yard gap from the defender, and were able to get some yak and make a couple guys miss and get the first down. I'm like, where's the man? Where's the press? Where's DBU that we're used to seeing in LSU? I think to me that was just as big of a concern as not getting the receivers involved throughout the football game. Well, and 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 I think I mean, look, I'm going to rewatch the film tonight, right? So I'm going to know a lot more about how I feel about this. I feel like in that regard, it was a lot of times maybe more scheme uh, than it was actual coverage. Like I thought when they were tested deep, I thought they held up really well for the most part. I mean, you got got on the flea flicker. Um, I guess Bernard Converse did get, get on the alligator targeting as well, which was an awesome one-handed catch. But like, it's funny. They, that, that was they, an they, awesome they, hit. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> was like, that was an awesome target. Yeah, let's bring that. You got jacked up. Yeah, that, bringing it that back. That would have been maybe. number one. If you got jacked time. up. <laughs> yes, it would have been. How weird is that? <laughs> like, there's like, hey, I want to give a quick shout out to the refs. Actually, I thought not, not just from this game, but from um the entire weekend. Uh, they have reworked targeting, and I think it's very positive now. There were like three yep. or four times over the weekend where I saw a target that in the past would have gotten a player kicked out, and they reviewed it and were like, you know what? No, that's not. I can't remember the exact verbiage how they changed it, but they did a good job. Um, here in the chat, uh, Brian Burgess is just one game. How about wait before declaring it a big problem? Uh, again, there are things that are personnel-related that – are easier to excuse like your offensive line is what it is at this point right and they were getting beat up on and that is hard to overcome as a coach what is easy to install as a coach is base field goal protection so like that's where you get into the things that are major red flags and inexcusable and again i think that um Oh my God, Brum! You're trolling me with the trumpets in the background there. The Bama trumpets. We'll get on that. But look at the look at this picture right there. This comes from Seth Galina of Pro Football Focus. Aaron, um, every single kick, even the ones that were made, 
that left side was letting an inside rusher go. You always go inside out. Just step down. Put your body in the way. Get step run over. I've been on that down. wing position. I've been on that wing. It's, it's, it's unreal. And you know what? If somebody beats you off the edge and they just like Superman and they pull some incredible heroic play, that is what it is. But this is just consistently poor execution and scheme. And that goes back yep. to coaching. Like that's a discipline issue. That's a coaching issue. Um, yeah, this is this should never happen. I mean, special teams early on the season, it's it's always it's always questionable. But to have you know two muff punts, to have the two blocked field goals, that you, you that's how you lose ball games. I mean, that's that's in 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 big time games and big time moments. Yeah, we do it. We always joke about it. I mean, we're talking about a, f a football game that is a bunch of six two to six five, anywhere from two hundred twenty to three hundred fifty pound men. Yet, we rely on a five nine five ten hundred seventy pound kicker it. to win most Hell of the yeah. games. That's just, I mean, you. I think you talked about it a couple weeks ago. I mean, that's just it's it's mind blowing to me that we fight and fight <laughs> and fight and. Big on big and three hundred pounder on three hundred slugging, 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 and an extra point is is how we're gonna win a game. An extra point it's kind of determines beautiful. if you're gonna overtime or not. It's just it's so it's still uh, it's still funny and fascinating to me the way this this whole game is played. But um, yeah, it's it's simple little things like that. Like I don't understand you've you've worked on extra points a bajillion times. The issue already happened. They actually made a change. I think they brought in new players to, to come in. There they did. Fit. Yeah, they made a personnel change. How do you not tell the guys coming in and just tell them, hey, listen, the reason why you're in the game is because <laughs> the, the idiot ahead of you didn't step down and we got a block kick. I'll be like, okay, well, if I want to keep this job, maybe I should step down and protect the inside. No, 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 no. I'm going to make the same. Like That's what's frustrating the coaches. It's not that you yeah. make a mistake because we all make mistakes. And this is, yeah. you know, uh, for, for being a parent as well, I guess, in just everyday life. You make oh, a mistake, wow. I get it. Just don't do the same damn thing twice in the same game. Yeah. That's how you piss off coaches. That's like a, for any kids out there listening or anybody who's raising kids that are playing sports, that is the golden rule. It's okay to make mistakes, but you got to yep. do your damnedest to avoid making the same one twice. Okay, real quick before we move on to kind of Brian Kelly, larger picture here, Aaron, would you have gone for two? No, 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 definitely not. You know, right. I thought, cool. you know, overall the defense, you know, defense played well, you know. They, they, yeah, they came, like, they, they, they really, when they started getting yeah, off the field like late in the game, they were doing better. Yeah. And yeah, I think, you know, LSU's offense in the fourth quarter was, was performing. They're moving the ball down the field, just had a freaking 99 yard play drive for a touchdown. I believe the, the, the possession before also had a long drive for a touchdown. So all of a sudden things seem to be clicking for, for LSU besides obviously the special teams part. And, I 100% kick the field goal, going the overtime, knowing that Jaden was starting to the heat up. Uh, you were starting to get some of the receivers involved. Defense was playing a little bit better. I thought it was 100% the right move to make at that time. So I don't fault him for that. Um, he will be fine. LSU fans out there, LSU will be just fine. So let's take a deep breath. Let's put the huh. Monday quarterback craziness away. And... And who do y'all got next week? Because I think it's a, I think it's Southern. It pick, so there's no chance. I mean, it could game. be a great game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no oh, yes. chance to quell the anger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you now will not get that opportunity until Mississippi State in two weeks. And if you go take your business then and you look like a much improved team, well, then good. 
like that's that's exactly what. Also, if you don't win that game, I you mean, know, already you know, what, you, know what, you know what you know what LSU needs to stop doing. LSU needs to stop playing teams that played in week zero <laughs> last year versus UCLA gets whipped, especially at the line of scrimmage. They got whooped by UCLA at the line of scrimmage. Fast forward this year versus FSU. FSU plays week zero. They come out there. They dominate the line of scrimmage once again. So my message to the powers that be that, that do the scheduling for LSU, stop scheduling teams <laughs> that have an opportunity to work out the kinks in week zero. Make it fair. Yeah. Schedule a team that's their first game too, so they could screw up along the way just like you did. And it's 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 wild because I know Brum gave us a stat a couple weeks ago about how like those teams only win like forty percent of the time or so. And and look, maybe it's like uh you know, maybe you're not always playing a team that you're really equal to that gets a warm-up game. When you do do that, the math changes. But I don't know. I keep trying to fight against that idea of it matters, but it obviously has mattered the last two years from LSU Pinky says losing from a two-point conversion would have been way less painful than the blocked PAT. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, look, in terms of Kelly no, long term, no, 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 no. I listen. I want to go back to that. I disagree because what? What? No, dude. What it would have been, been that blocked PAT. We, no, no, no. But from a pain sucks, standpoint, what, what, that what blocked we TFT all today. Uh, yeah, we would have been talking about that. What, did Brian we Kelly make the right decision? That Coach Kelly's an idiot. Coach Kelly's an idiot. Yeah, Coach Kelly's an idiot. Why do we hire, hire Coach Kelly? That that's that's a move that Coach O would have done. Why we didn't hire Coach O? We fired Coach O. Like then, all of a sudden, you just. Oh, you, you don't worry, Aaron. That bitching's going on. Well, <laughs> don't you worry your on. little head about oh, that. Dude. I know it's going on. I'm just I saying, thought we I were supposed to be disciplined this year. Yes, I think <laughs> bitching would have been way worse had they gone for two and not made it. Um, it's, I mean, look, as far as Brian Kelly long-term, like, okay, never doubt a college football fan's ability to just take something and run with it, right? I mean, you saw the fire Brian Kelly tweets, uh, which are just fantastic and wonderful last night because some of them are genuinely sincere and insane. And and, and, and make no mistake, like, it's a bad day to be an LSU fan. For the third year in a row, you have had a hugely disappointing opening game loss after a ton of buildup. And again, this is where I'm the a-hole. Fool me once, fool me twice, fool me thrice. I'm an asshole. Uh, it's it, but, but as far as Kelly goes, while it feels awful today, like especially when combined with what you saw out of Napier and the Gators and the Swamp, right? The kind of other... Um, yep. Even though LSU never interviewed him, the guy that the fans had as kind of the other choice for... Uh, being the LSU head coach, it feels really, really poor today. Um, and so, but but that said, I think I think again, Brian Kelly's process is proven. Um, and God, this all just sounds so douchey and hollow after what you witnessed yesterday. But 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 I do believe this. I'm a cultist, damn it. Brian Kelly's process is proven at multiple different stops, multiple different levels. This year will be a growing year. I think you will see significant growth in this year. Like LSU is still going to beat a team that we don't think they're going to, right? Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, it's just it's just hard to sell people on that today. But I am not worried long term. Uh, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not worried long term. I'm I'm with you. I'm 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 drinking that purple Kool Aid right now. I'm feeling pretty good and. It, it just goes to it, it. Things take time, and and everyone and, and and that's that's the worst thing that a college football fan wants to hear. That's what the worst thing any fan wants to hear from. You know, I don't care if it's football, baseball, professional, collegiate, whatever. Is yeah. give it time, give it time, give it time. Like no, 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 no. Like 
we want to win now. We just paid X amount of money on season tickets. We just paid X amount of money on jerseys. And we have been invested with this recruit since he was a sophomore. And now he's playing and this and the other. And I, I get it. And and that's what makes collegiate sports so fun because the the passion from the fans and then the you know the want to win and the desire to like hey man just screw it put me on the field I'll go out there and perform like whatever it takes yeah. yes. we're gonna give 110 yes. percent to make sure our team is 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 going to win as a fans mentality and and when that doesn't hit and and they don't win and they lose to a team like FSU who people are still saying hey that you know how good is FSU it's the ACC it's the only SEC team that lost this weekend you're kind of putting that on your shoulders patience my friends patience Vanderbilt's too Brian now. Kelly yeah <laughs> Brian Kelly is elite this process as you alluded to T-Bob is elite the players yeah. in Louisiana Preach. are elite feed me, feed me. your power me LSU up. will be competing for SEC West Championship and going to Atlanta in the next three years. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools, showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the black buffalo herd, Head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, Aaron, okay, dude. I did not expect you to go that far. Now you get me all hot Mm. and bothered, dude. Mm. Hell yes, dude. Um, Yeah, man. I I, I, want to close on this because it's been a very egocentric uh, segment here. As the LSU homer, huge credit to Florida State. Huge credit to Alex Atkins, OC. Huge credit to Mike Norvell, the head coach, obviously. Huge credit to Jordan Travis, somebody I shit on and was so wrong. Huge credit to the D-line that I completely undervalued, the wideouts. I disrespected the entire program and the entire team. And you know what else, Aaron? Huge credit to the fans. That stadium was almost 50-50. I know a bunch of people were in that stadium. It was like 55-45, and they were loud, and they were engaged the entire time. So um, I just just hope for LSU's sake. I do hope for LSU's sake that Jordan Travis is like that dude every game this year because <laughs> watch him watch him go crap the bed like the next few weeks and that just make uh, you know LSU fans even more upset about wow. Eric, you do realize like that we've that's gone the best I've ever seen him play. We've gone through this. KJ Costello threw for six hundred yards in LSU two two years ago and yeah. then was benched two games later. I mean, yeah. I've experienced that firsthand. It's awful. All right, let's move on. That's enough of this LSU crap. Um, only team without a win in the SEC. Damn. So there's a good chance, Aaron, that uh, LSU would not be one of the teams uh, making a 12-team playoff this year. Uh, but it looks like a 12-team playoff is in our future. The vote came down on Friday. It was from the um, the 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 basically the 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 gods of college football. I can't remember exactly who's on it, but whatever. The top CFP board management group, right? They came mm-hmm. together. They had to unanimously vote to expand the playoff. None of the details. Not talking about are you going to move it up to twenty twenty four? What happens to all the different bowl games, the Rose Bowl, automatic bids, blah blah blah. None of the details. Just a top down executive decision. Say okay, we are moving to a 12-team playoff. That happened on Friday. That is official. We'll figure out the details over time, but give me your initial reaction. Is this good or bad for the sport of college football? I think it's great for the sport of college football. I think the more teams you give an opportunity to play in the playoffs, the more opportunities for them to grow as a program. And and I love I love when kids stay home. You know, I hate you know the 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 Bryce Young discussion i mean kids from california grew up being a fan i believe of ucla the bruins i'm not going to go to ucla if i'm him i'm not going to go to the pac-12 why would i go to the pac-12 when there is no opportunity for me to really make a championship and that's at the end of the day we talk about nil we talk about going to the nfl like yeah that's part of it but you know these kids just like you and i were they're competitors we we've our whole lives have strived for greatness we've also strived to win championships peewee 
high school, whatever. Like I want to win yeah. a ring. I want to win that trophy. Like it is in our brains. So if I'm a recruit knowing that, Hey man, if I stay on the West coast, chances of me making the playoffs based on what I've seen are pretty damn slim. I go to Alabama. I go to Ohio state. I go to Clemson. I go to Georgia. I go to these other schools. Those chances significantly go up. So, Hey, I'm going to go take a chance. I'm going to go over there. Now all of a sudden you're saying, okay, well, 12 teams, I can stay in the West coast. I can go to Oregon. Yeah, I go to USC. I can go here. I can go there. I don't need to travel across the country. So now all of a sudden you got the mentality of these four and five star guys that are all over the country saying, Hey, I don't have to go to this small pocket here in the Southeast in order to have success. I can stay over here. So I think long-term, the more and more kids see that opportunity to, to have a chance to be able to compete for championships, the more those rosters are going to grow with four and five star talent that to me right now, you look at, you look at Alabama, you look at Georgia, you look at Clemson, you look at Ohio state, they are just stealing all of it. They're like, come to daddy, come on, come to daddy. Yeah. We'll win championships. I'll put you in the, the NFL. And, and it's just, yeah. you can't overcome it right now. This will help equal things out in the long term. I love it. And I'm just hoping it starts in 2024 and not 2026. And I know a lot of people are probably pushing for that too. And that's what I'm sort of expecting at this moment. Yeah, I, I know that some are kind of pouring a little water on the idea they could start in 2024. But remember, if they don't start by 2024, they're leaving a reported uh, estimated $500 million on the table. And uh, college football is like anything else in life. Money is the ultimate motivator. Um, I, I feel bad, Brum, about this playoff conversation because I don't know, like, I don't really understand the counter argument for why you would not want 12 teams. Uh, I don't think it devalues the regular season at all. If anything, it makes the regular season more exciting because so many teams actually have a chance to end up making it. Uh, it's going to, you, you think choosing the fourth playoff team is fascinating debate? Try separating who's going to get in at number 12. It's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be, it's going to be incredible to, uh, to, well, you to bring watch. Up a good and, point, T-Bob. Well, I, I love your point about the, the, the games being more excited during the season. I mean, you and I played in the BCS era. You lost one game in the BCS <laughs> era. You're like, well, our, our season is over. Like that, that little carrot dangling out in front of you. It's like, yeah. well, that's that freaking sucks. I lost one game. We showed up and had one crappy game. Yeah. And you're telling me now that the chance of me making a championship because of that have gone completely out the window. And it's depressing as a player. Like you wake up the next day saying, I have trained. January, February, March, yes. April, May, <laughs> June, July, camp, two days in August to say you lose one freaking game in the yeah. SEC and your chances of going to a championship game in the BCS era essentially go to like almost none. Like there's still a little bit of a chance, but like none. 14 playoff added a little bit more and then obviously the SEC benefits from being the SEC but these other conferences, like the Pac-12, we're joking about it, but it's real. Like right now, after this weekend, the Pac-12 saying, "Well, damn, are we going to get yeah. a team in the playoffs?" It's week one, yeah, and all of a yeah. sudden, it's gloom Ugh. and doom in the Pac-12. You add twelve teams, it's like, okay, well, we lost, but there's still that excitement, there's still that motivation to know that, hey, we can still get one, possibly two teams into this thing. We just obviously got to start winning, but now it's like, oh, damn. Our two horses that we were putting all of our money on lost week one. Mm -mm. So yeah, and I like and like and Utah and Utah is still a good team. Like Utah yes. was very good. Cam Rising's a bad man. Like that team should have an opportunity 
to enter a tournament. And also, like, after watching Florida, Utah, Cincinnati, Arkansas, just some really clean, hard-fought, great football games, why would you not want to see those? I get it. Like we talked about Saturday night, you have the dragons of the realm, Georgia, Alabama, maybe Ohio State. Like, you have these teams that are going to curb stomp everybody. Um, But around that, you're going to get some wonderful games. And every now and then, every now and then, right? Kind of errant bow and air, you know, an errant arrow or spear may make its way and like pierce that dragon's eye. And that's always fascinating to watch as well. So, I mean, look, dude, I think playoff expansion is, I think it's, I think it's really good. I think it's obviously good. Like, I think it's goodness is inherent and obvious. Um, Aaron, it was one of my favorite parts about this weekend was watching the new crop of quarterbacks. Now, some some mm. some old names that we already knew. Uh, some names, some old names that we already knew knew to be good were good. Some names that we knew proved to be maybe much better than we thought, and then some guys came out of nowhere. Uh, and you, being the resident quarterback here on Snaps, Aaron Murray, who were your top five quarterbacks in week number one? All right. Do we want to go from one to five? I five say go to five. I say go to five to one. I, I like a little okay, five, to, five one. to one. Give me number five on the list. All right. I'm going to go number five. I'm going to go CJ Stroud, Ohio State. I mean, we. I, I was a little bit shocked by the, the the way the game played itself out. Big props to Notre Dame. And you want to talk about a team that is going to benefit, obviously, from being a, a part of a, a, a you know twelve team playoff. And, and still, I think their chances are, are very much alive right yeah. now. They came out on fire especially on the defense side of the football. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba goes out. Your top receiver is not there. And I thought what I saw from from CJ is is a guy that was not afraid to compete, a guy that wasn't afraid that, hey, my number one receiver, one of the best playmakers in America is now on the bench. I don't care. You know, now you're talking about not just you know the two guys they lost to the NFL last year. Now it's the three guys. Like It was a three-headed monster last year, and, and, and obviously that played into the success for CJ. Those three guys are gone. And and Jackson is on the sidelines and, and is not really having a significant role. He went out hmm. there and just battled and battled and battled against a great defense in Notre Dame that all out blitz cover zero, accepted the rush, retreated, threw an absolute dime for a touchdown. Love that. Absolutely love that. Once again, not the game that he was expecting, but still you go out there against an elite defense like that, against a Marcus Freeman-led defense, which we know is always going to be uh, very, very tough to contend against. I give him a lot of props without his number one guy still there as one of my favorites to win the Heisman this year. So I applaud him at that number five spot. Uh, Spencer Sanders, career game for for Oklahoma State. Six total touchdowns, 406 yards. Game got a little bit crazy there oh, late, whoa. late on. De- it wasn't the defense's fault. I missed that. I thought he – what? Oh, sorry. sorry. No, 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 sorry. I, that was awful, dude. I can't believe I just interrupted you with something that added nothing oh. to the conversation. I need to keep those <laughs> thoughts in my internal monologue. No, I miss Spencer Sanders being that good, right? Like, like oh, yeah. I, I, I don't know why. I miss the Oklahoma State stat line, but that's impactful because that could be a very good team if Spencer Sanders can show that improvement. Well, well if, if he can just protect the football. I think the biggest, the nugget, and, and there was a lesser opponent, so let's not go crazy here. You know, yeah. he should be putting up those video type video game type numbers against who they played and you know but he did it and he's not he didn't turn the ball over i think that is what oklahoma state fans are hoping this year that hey you eliminate the the giving the ball to their team and if he continues to play like that i'm with you i think right now you look at that conference you look at the big 12 you know, oklahoma looked good baylor looked good 
but it's it's still pretty wide open. You know, Oklahoma has a chance to be very, very competitive. It's going to rely on him and his arm and his legs and obviously protecting the football. So I think a great start for him to get this season going. I'm going to go number three, and I know this one's going to you know pain you a little bit, but Jordan Travis, FSU. Yeah. I think you and I were in the same boat here, T-Bob. We thought he was complete crap. I was. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at last year, you look at FSU, you're like, I don't like this kid. He's not a good throw with the football. So I'm not, I'm still not sure. Was it him or was it LSU's defense? It's it's huh. we'll find out. But for for one night, and I'm I'm gonna say it was I'm gonna say it was Jordan Travis. For one night, he was on it, man. He was eluding the rush, he was making plays with his legs, third down the money down. We call third down the money down. Third down, he was on absolute fire the entire football game conversion after conversion keeping their offense on the field so man big big shout out to him he looked like a completely different quarterback than what i've seen in the past and if florida state's going to get that out of him this year in that conference which we saw struggle mightily this entire weekend florida state's going to have a chance to win a lot of football games this year which is great for mike norvell uh number two anthony richardson wow maybe Maybe, Damn. and and Damn. I got some Georgia fans that are getting a little testy with me last Damn, time. Damn, son. Some, some Twitter wars back and forth here. Uh, <laughs> wow. Like, you saw it last year? Like, you saw the talent. You'd watch the film, and you'd see him making plays with his legs, making plays with his arm, and you know that, that he was just one hell of a naturally gifted athlete. And obviously there was mistakes here and there, and the Georgia game a lot of people point to, but he can make incredible plays. You knew it, you knew it, you knew it versus utah new coaching staff he's the guy how does he handle that pressure and over and over again he 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 looked just phenomenal i mean throwing the football smooth running the football smooth third down fourth down i don't care coach get put the ball in my hands i'm gonna be a playmaker huge win for the gators huge win for him if he keeps playing like that and he's gonna have an opportunity to prove himself again this weekend versus kentucky at home he is going to continue to climb into discussions of, of a Heisman candidate, and he's going to give Florida a chance to win a lot of football games this year if he continues to play like that, which I think he can. My number one, and I'm happy, week one of my top 10 or top five, excuse me, quarterbacks, it feels good to do it, and it feels good that I get to give it to my boy. Number one, Stetson Stutson Ooh, Bennett. The stud. Go, well damn i mean he looked it looked you know like thursday practice or friday practice however you you work your week you know you you kind of get the script ahead of time you know the defense you know you know what you're going to get you know which where the ball is going to go it's really scripted to have success and you want to go out there and essentially complete all your balls you know it's an hour-long practice you're in you're out everyone feels good let's not rest the legs for saturday that's what it looked like it looked like stetson had the the playbook for oregon he knew where he was going to go with the football he was dealing it receivers running backs tight ends i don't care man just boom 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 i mean at one point his only completions really were him having to roll the pocket because of pressure and throw the ball away i by far the best i've ever seen i know it was over talked during the offseason but you know the fact that he's been awarded that much time to be the starting quarterback to get those reps you saw you really had an opportunity to see that come out in that ball game versus Oregon, one of the best, cleanest first games I've ever seen in my life against a quality opponent, Stetson Benton, Stutson. You you earned the nickname Stutson after yep. that performance versus Oregon. 
I mean, he's straight up in the Heisman conversation now. And yep. and again, if, if you're looking at Stetson's numbers, don't even look at the full game because like all George games, the second half doesn't matter. First half, I think he was like 18 to 21, maybe 254, multiple touchdowns, seven different receivers hit. Uh, Aaron, can I offer uh, an outside looking in for the top yeah, five QBs group? Because I fell in love with a young Ooh. teen man over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it's the man up in the Appalachians, or at least that's where he was playing this week. Drake May. How about the redshirt freshman from North Carolina, dude? Drake May, 24 of 36, 352 yards, four touchdowns, no picks through the air. And then he tacks on 12 carries, 76 yards, and another touchdown on the ground. We talking five tuds and over 500 total yards, and they win 63-61. Uh, by the way, App State scored 40 points in the fourth quarter and lost a football game. I don't know. Gene I don't know how to rep Chizik. 40. Yeah. <laughs> you may be saying, you know, why did I leave that comfy seed at the SEC network oh, for this? Is he, is, I mean, because is what, it what, they give, what did they give up the first game? Um, I mean, that's a, it's, I'll have to, it's, wait, it's I'll have partly to his fault. No, I no, I get it, but I'm saying, but like him. this yeah. is this is like exactly what Notre Dame, or, or excuse me, what North Carolina like for years. This is what they've been doing. They're just yeah. shit at defense. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, don't take know. the it's job. Crazy. Don't take the job. Forty oh, Gene. points in the fourth, but they won. Uh, they won because you know why? Gene Chizik came through and they stopped that two point conversion. How about that, Aaron? Okay, and when it matters most, Chizik bowed up. Uh, he is pretty swole. Actually, um, all hey, right. Listen, we're, gonna I, I, what's it? we're talking about special teams mistakes. The the onside kick. Let me get it and return it for a touchdown. Like, what are we doing? Go down. Yeah, game's over. Hey, but it looked cool, like, dude. They they laid out like four people cool, on the play. It looks so tight, dude. Yeah, that is funny. It opened the door. All right, we're gonna do a quick little snips and snaps because we are a sports talk show, and who doesn't love a good bad segment? Okay. Get it snips like you're out of here. Cut it out. Full house. Shout out, Joey. No, yeah, okay. Um, a little snips and snaps like a poetry reading. So snaps are positive, snips are bad. Air Murray, give me your first snap. Uh, my first snap, Billy Napier, best hire of the offseason. Yeah. Uh, you know, you get rid of Dan Mullen because he doesn't want to recruit. You bring in a guy who loves recruiting, loves the grind, loves on the road, loves you know, trying to bring in those four and five star talent that that we know exists in the state of Florida in the high school ranks. So you feel really good about that. Like, okay, he's going to build this roster. The question is, how long is it going to take to do that? How long is it going to take for him to bring in those guys to to then see the success on the on the field? So you got one thing knocked out. We want a guy that can recruit. Boom, check. Mm -hmm. You feel good about that. Now it's can we get that same guy to win? All of a sudden, you go. My opinion, the best game of the weekend, the game that I was most excited to watch versus Utah, and you win it, and it was exciting, and it was energetic, and 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 that stadium was rocking. Boom, 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 boom. People love him. People are feeling good about him. People are feeling good about Florida football right now. Maybe the best hire uh, of this offseason and heading into this season. He was the biggest, why the hell did you hire him? Like when it happened, I was like, what, what, who, why? Brian it's, Kelly's uh, going to LSU. Yeah. This guy's going here. This and you hire Billy Napier. It was it was weird because I'm 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 so close to it because he was at UL that like we knew he was a dog. But 
I did not have him getting a top 10 win in his first ever game, which by the way, that is my first snap is kind of the Gators as a whole, right? Andy Richardson, Billy Napier, the swamp was wild and loud and intense at night. If you are a Gator fan, you're walking around all fat and cocky today. Uh, okay. My next snap is college football chaos. And what I love about this is look, the NFL is a wonderful game, but it's so polished that you don't have these absurd shenanigans uh, create these wild situations. And this weekend, we got App State versus UNC, 40 points of four, still losing game, just absurd. You had UTSA Houston, right? Triple overtime, flipping over to win the game, flipping over the goal line. You had LSU FSU, which again, FSU fumbling, LSU went 11 plays, 99 yards, and hit missing extra point. You had Iowa South Dakota, where Iowa in classic fashion outscores the offense, or the, the offense with safeties alone it was um it, it's i love college football chaos air what's your second snap yeah it is it is it keeps you on your toes and it's it, it, you're just you're glued to the tv like last night's game was so bad that it was good it was so bad it was <laughs> yes, good yes I uh, agree. my number I two snaps yeah, sorry Go ahead. <laughs> my number two snaps the sec consecutive years will have two teams in the playoffs georgia is the best team in the country Alabama is the second after week one. I know it's early, but as of right now, and I've watched almost every single game, uh, at least every single game that freaking matters. Uh, Georgia is the best team in the country. Alabama is number two. Ohio State's three. And I don't think there's anyone close to that right now. Obviously, we'll see what Clemson looks like tonight. Are they in that conversation? But the talent on the field doesn't lie. The Jimmys and Joes at those three schools are just different than anyone else in the country. Those three right now deserve to be in the playoffs. Uh, my third snap grinding Aaron. I don't know if you saw this Tim Brando, more like Tim Grindo. Tim Brando got so hyped up during uh jump around. He just started grinding on Spencer Tillman and, and hit it again, bro. Cause, cause he goes for a spin at the end. <laughs> no, hey, bro. No, he's just feeling passionate, man. He's no. caught up in the moment. How did he's I not see up in this. the moment, dude? Let Please he stop. who has not grinded cast the first stone, okay? <laughs> Sometimes you get pumped and you grind your boys. Snaps all around. Oh, my God. No. That's a <laughs> right, That is the biggest no, that's snip a snap, dude. No, that's a snap. That is the most, snap, one of the most disturbing sure. things I've ever seen in my life. Please uh, <laughs> I can't get okay, gotta. <laughs> he was so excited. Okay, we have, we have to rush to the rest. Of you. What's your what's your last snap here, uh, Aaron? What's your no, last that snap? was it. That was my. We, oh no no no. Okay okay. We, do, we go to three. No no. One oh, yeah. more snap. Uh, USC may have a chance to win the Pac-12 all of a sudden. Oh, Oregon didn't look too hot. Utah Uh-oh. had some issues on defense. Kind of what we saw last year from them too. Listen, they dominated Rice. Let's. I will pump the brakes here, but Caleb looked good. Uh, Addison with two touchdowns went back and watched the film last night. I was like, they looked USC uniforms just look good. So I think anyone can put they those do, on and just look cool. really, really good. They're cool. So I mean, that's what They're got cool. me a little bit as well. But, um, yeah, well, they listen, they got a big test this weekend at Stanford. So we'll really get to see what they look like. But, you know, week one, all of a sudden you talk about two of the best teams in the Pac 12 lose. Open up the door a little bit for the Trojans. We'll yeah. see if they take advantage of it with a big win this weekend. 
All right, my first snip is nepotism. And let me be painfully clear. I'm self-aware. I'm a beneficiary of nepotism. If my old man was not Bobby Hebert, I would have never gotten the original radio job that I got. I have lit- made a literal career out of nepotism. You know who else has? Brian Ferentz. You cannot be the head coach's son and the OC and put together, by the way, Kirk Ferentz at Iowa, and, and put together a 10-punt performance where you have – 107 166 total yards 57 yards on 36 rushes 1.6 per you scored mm. three points the defense outscores your safeties awful first snip aaron uh first snip is the pack 12 you had you had two primetime mm. games this weekend and you know one of them we knew they were gonna lose 17 point dogs you know dog to the dogs you're gonna lose that game it's just the way it looked just and ass whooping. So that's not a good look for the Pac-12 to lose the way they did. Um, really sends a pretty bad message to, to that side of the country uh, into the Pac-12. And then Utah losing to a Florida team that, you know, listen, they they you know maybe they surprised us here. Maybe they are nine. Maybe they're a ten win team. Who knows? But as of right now, to lose to an unranked team, um, you know, not as bad of a loss. You know, Florida's still good. You're on the road. I get it. But your top two teams lose week yeah. one. Puts a sour taste in your mouth of can they make the playoffs this year? Are they going to be left out once again? My second snip. Uh, bad day to be named Brian, dude. Brian Polian, mm-hmm. Brian Kelly, Brian Ferentz. Uh, Just a bad day. Bad day for Brian's all around. Uh, what's your second snip there, Aaron? All right. Uh, my snack. Snack it snip. My snack it snip. My snack it snip is going to be. Uh, Haynes King, Cade McNamara, both quarterbacks. Oh, yes. It's it's time to go. It is. It is. It is. You know how I feel about Max Johnson at AM. You saw it this weekend. This is an offense that they need to throw the football. They need to be consistent doing that. Haynes King ain't that. He needs to be dethroned. The crown needs to go to Max and let's move on yep. AM. So, Jimbo, do what's right for your football team. Uh, Cade McNamara. He had his opportunity. He crapped the bed. Looked terrible. JJ yeah. came in there first, you know, first real opportunity there in the third quarter. Scores a touchdown, two plays. He's going to get his shot, I believe, versus Hawaii this weekend. I believe yeah. is their next game. He's going to yeah, go is. off. Hawaii's off awful. He's going to look like a a, <laughs> a monster quarterback, and he's going to get the job going forward. So I expect a couple shuffles. Definitely Michigan. We know that's going to happen. A and M, do the right thing, Jimbo. Uh, last one snips the Bama trumpet. I'm snipping this Bama trumpet. They tried to do the Mets Edwin Diaz thing, and it's wrong on so many levels because the whole point why it works for Edwin Diaz in the MLB is it's got that kind of Western gunslinger sort of feel. Like he's like, you know, a, a, a lone man walking down the middle of town, and everybody's watching him, tumbleweeds everywhere. Bama's out here playing some awful techno remix of it, it where it just it, it the, the 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 trumpet is completely lost in it it's the bama crowd is all rich old white people at this point because it's too expensive to go to the game so like everybody's sitting on their hands it's just and, and you're not the mets you're not the underdog dude you're alabama snip it all right snip my you. my last snip yes scott frost you lose week zero the debacle on special teams. He might have been snipped last week, but we didn't do the segment, so we had to snip him this week. Then you go. You're facing the Fighting Hawks, North Dakota. The Fighting Hawks. You're tied 
I believe, tied at half, only up seven points heading into yeah. the fourth. You are tied at half. Save the best for last. Yeah. They win the game. Yeah. I get it. You win the game, but you can't go from losing the way you did in week zero to being tied to the fighting Hawks in week one and feel good <laughs> about your life or feel good about your job. Uh, this is a team no, right dude. now, defensively, is just not in a good spot. Um, they're going to be lucky to make a playoff. Or not playoff, definitely. Be, ah, that ain't yes, they would be. <laughs> They'll be lucky to make a bowl game. They'll be lucky to make a bowl game. So, Scott Frost, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't even know if he makes it through the season, so I'm just going to snip him now. Yeah, um, well, you're off pace here. Me and the Frosty boys, we're fine, okay? We feel good, okay? Mm -hmm. We're going to be just fine. Uh, hey, huge thank you. To Ryan Brumley, our excellent producer. Huge thank you to you, Aaron. Everybody who's hanging out with us in the chat, watching the show. We're growing this thing, man. If you could like it, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. That helps us a ton. Rate and review it. Shout out to Papa Colin, the Volume Sports Network, and uh, shout out to FanDuel, man, for making this all happen. Don't worry. I'll try to give you another just completely clown, awful <laughs> parlay this weekend. Uh, Aaron, have a good show, man. You have a great day. Hey, bro. And and uh, we will see you tomorrow for a brand new edition of Snaps. The volume. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.